This is Bigger Pockets Daily. And it's Friday. I'm Tyler, and the article I'm about to share comes from the Bigger Pockets blog. You can find a wealth of information on the site. Or by searching Bigger Pockets in any podcast app. Maybe that's how you found this show. So let's get to it. Okay, almost time for the show. We'll get right into it after this quick break. This show is sponsored by Airbnb. Did you know that a long time ago, before I ever started my real estate business, I turned one of my first primary residences into an Airbnb? And that's the extra income that I needed from Airbnb that gave me the confidence to go out and work for myself and eventually quit my nine to five job. And now I have dozens of Airbnbs all over the country. I've even partnered up with the old David Green on a recent property in Scottsdale to take our portfolio to the next level. And of course, we host it on Airbnb. But you don't need to be a full-time real estate investor to start on Airbnb. As a matter of fact, I was self-managing 10 properties while working my 9-to-5 job, so I know anybody can do it. Think about it this way. You're looking for extra income and going on a vacation. Wouldn't it be great to rent out your space and let your property pay for itself while you're gone? I did this one time. I pitched my wife and my roommate because we were house hacking on the idea of renting out our home, and it paid for all of our expenses on a trip to Mexico City. So go and give it a try. It might just change your life just like it did mine. And I really do mean that. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Meet RentApp, the seamless, secure, free way to collect rent. Built by a team of fintech veterans behind Square and Cash App, RentApp uses ACH bank transfers to deposit funds directly into your account. You don't even need to download anything. RentApp setup is straightforward for renters, and there are no apps for landlords to download. Both get peace of mind with a digital transaction history. That means no more lost checks, managing a dozen different payment apps, or even wondering whether payment was sent. Landlords say RentApp is the most convenient way to collect rent, and we think you'll agree. RentApp, the free and easy way to collect rent. Learn more at rent.app landlord. That's rent.app slash landlord. You're trying to close on your next rental, so why is your insurance company dragging its feet? With long lead times and never-ending paper forms, it's no wonder it takes forever to finally get a policy. Modern investors deserve better. They deserve Steadily.com. At Steadily.com, you'll get fast, affordable landlord insurance available online 24-7 in just a few clicks. You can even get next-day coverage, which takes just minutes, by the way, to obtain. And you can do it all from your phone. Steadily was founded by landlords who created insurance products tailored to the unique needs of this industry. It's their sole focus, and that's why landlords nationwide consistently rate them 4.8 out of 5 stars. So whether you've got a single-family, short-term, or multifamily portfolio, Steadily.com can secure the best coverage at the best price to protect your properties. Discover how Steadily can save you both time and money on your rental property insurance. Visit Steadily.com for a commitment-free quote tailored to your needs today. The Ultimate Guide to Adding Systems and Outsourcing to Work Less in Real Estate by Chad Carson Part 2 And we continue our show with system number 3 bookkeeping admin. This was the very first step we outsourced in our business, and it was a beautiful thing. We tried a few candidates before finally finding an honest, hardworking, and competent bookkeeper who was willing to fit within our system, working remotely, no office. Interestingly, we found her from a magnetic sign on her car at a stoplight. I do bookkeeping. Before we hired a bookkeeper, however, we did all of these steps ourselves. 
We use that time to write detailed notes and instructions for each task in order to create the following processes. Reconcile bank and credit card statements. Check mail and payment dropbox several times per week. Deposit all payments. Check online sources for payments received. Enter all bills to be paid into QuickBooks or property management software. Print checks once per week at my home office. File paperwork, leases, insurance docs, statements, receipts, etc. We're moving towards paperless filing, but we still have some physically filed in a home office once per week. Review insurance periodically for expirations or problems. File payroll returns and make payroll payments. Help to file 1099, 1098 in other required year-end forms. Turn on and off utilities for rentals as needed. Other miscellaneous bookkeeping and admin tasks. There are some tasks that fall under the bookkeeping umbrella that my partner or I still do. And these include sign all the checks, never give this up, enter HUD-1 statements into QuickBooks after a purchase or a sale, prepare books for tax return filing with CPA, handle miscellaneous problems, anomalies, and rabbit holes. And bookkeeping holes can be dark, deep, and unpleasant. Oversee bookkeepers' tasks. Outsourcing many of these steps was critical for us because it freed up our time to work on the business and not in the business, as Michael Gerber says in the E-Myth. It also allowed us to move to some other systems and begin systematizing and outsourcing those as well. System number four, maintenance and customer service. The product we sell in the rental business is the experience of living in our units. Our tenants will pay higher rent prices, stay longer, and refer more often to the extent that they like two things. One, the property itself. Two, the service from the landlord. There are some things you can't control as the manager of your property, like a yapping dog next door, but many facets of your tenant's experience you can and should control. Having detailed systems that you follow shows your tenants that you have a plan and that you care. This system starts with building a good team of subcontractors who are reliable, easy to communicate with, and who are willing to visit properties on short notice. Price is certainly also a consideration, but beware of the cheapest handymen to fix all of your problems. You'll pay, as we learned, for that mistake sooner or later in the form of further problems. Our current list of subcontractors on call includes plumbers, multiple, HVAC techs, multiple, electrician, multiple, handyman, carpenter, lawn service, pest control, moisture control, roofer, gutter and vinyl siding contractor. The maintenance system itself should focus on the things you can control once you buy the property. It can be divided once again into several subcategories. A. Repair requests from tenants. When we first started, we thought these calls were a bad thing. Not true. You want your tenants to communicate with you so that you can handle problems before they become expensive. This is also another opportunity to give your tenants a positive experience as you respond quickly to their requests. First, you need a reliable way for the tenant to reach you. If you plan to outsource this task someday, it's better to have a number other than your cell phone. Google Voice works great and it's free, and RingCentral.com is another inexpensive cloud-based option. Either service gives you a dedicated phone number where the tenant can call, text, and leave a voicemail. 
Someone must monitor these calls from tenants, and occasionally you will get middle of the night emergencies, like a water pipe that has burst. These experiences aren't pleasant, but I found the emergencies are much more rare than the minor problems. Second, it helps to have a checklist or triage sheet that tells whoever handles the calls how to respond to the situations. Many times, what seems like a big deal can be handled by checking the breaker, for example. So give the full version of this triage list to whoever takes the calls and give a common emergencies list to each tenant. With a little instruction, a tenant could, for example, turn the water off at the road if a pipe has burst. B. Preventative maintenance. If you want to prevent as many expensive emergency problems as possible, periodic maintenance is a must. The best practice is to create a checklist and schedule the visits. So here are some regular maintenance items you want to consider. Check roof for nail pops, loose shingles, and other potential water entry points. Clean off roof and gutters. Change HVAC filters. Clean and inspect HVAC system, mechanical parts, and ductwork. Check the electrical breaker box and service lines for problems. Check all sinks and tubs for leaks. Caulk and resale areas exposed to water. Bathrooms, kitchens, exteriors. Spray for bugs, especially down south. As you can tell, the goal is to spend a little bit of time on the major systems, like roof, plumbing, HVAC, electrical, structural, in order to prevent larger problems later on. These visits can be outsourced to competent subcontractors using your checklist, and they can send videos or photos to you for your files. C. Request from Landlord. All right, so from time to time, you'll discover problems caused by the tenant that must be addressed. Most often for us, this means trash in the yard, illegal cars, extra residents, or some other violation of the lease. We often send a text or call since it's quick, but it's best to also deliver notice of the problem in writing. Email is the simplest and easiest to track, but we have also used door hangers, which we take a digital photo of as proof. If you ever need to evict based upon this lease violation, you'll want to have proof that you gave notice. System number five, turnover. All right, this is the final of the five systems, but it is one that can either make or cost you a lot of money. This system begins with the move out of one tenant and ends with the move in of the next. The basic goals here are fast. Turnaround time. Every day of vacancy costs money. At a rent of a thousand bucks a month, you're missing out on thirty-three dollars per day. Good document condition, checklists, videos, and photos. A high standard of property condition and cleanliness that you can hold your tenant to. Fixing problems and perform preventative maintenance as needed. And some important sub-processes for this system include: a, move in and move out checklist. Security deposits are extremely valuable tools for us as landlords, but without a clear and fair move-in and move-out process, your decisions whether to keep part of or all of a security deposit can be very contentious. Plenty of tenants leave properties in bad shape, but some landlords unfairly keep far more of a deposit than is warranted. So distrust abounds on both sides. A thorough checklist at move in and move out, along with photos and videos, can remove a lot of the 
He said, she said battles related to security deposits. For a more detailed example of a bulletproof move-out system, you can see an oldie but goodie Bigger Pockets article, Landlord's Guide to Security Deposits Best Practices. Find that link at biggerpockets.com. And sub-process B, turnover repair punch list. This process is about telling your subcontractors what work needs to be done to get the property ready for the next tenant. A clear, thorough checklist will allow them to quickly and effectively get the property ready. So a very good idea I picked from another property manager is to create carbon copy standardized checklists for your subcontractors. For example, your handyman would have a room-by-room checklist including items like checking smoke detector batteries, checking for leaks, fixing bifold doors, etc. A painter and a cleaner would also each have a separate room-by-room checklist. So as each item is completed, the contractor puts a check beside it. In the end, a copy is left for the tenant, one is given to the manager, and one is for the contractor's records. This serves a few critical purposes. The tenant is aware of all of the items you do to prepare it for them. The manager has a quality control and accountability system. The contractor has clear instructions for his or her work. And subprocess C, tenant move in. Here is a list of items to remember when your tenant moves in. Some of these are basic to-dos that avoid extra expense leaving the power on, but others are ideas that make a good first impression for your tenant. A lot of landlords strive to make a good first impression with the property, but what about impressing them with customer service? This can set you apart, earn more referrals, and build trust between you and your tenant. Some of these we do, others we hope to implement soon. Transfer utilities out of our name, leave key for new tenant after all required monies are received, Remove all staging materials, lockboxes, signs, and flyers from the property. Deliver tenant information folder, property instructions, important phone numbers, and other handy resources. And welcome gift. Add tenants to birthday email campaign. Welcome, just checking in, phone call, two days after move in, and handwritten note and referral request. Of course, as with any relationship, the little things done with care mean a lot. Most landlords are so bad at customer service that just a little bit of extra service will easily set you apart from your competition. The power of systems. Okay, so what I've given you in two days' worth of podcasts is basically the outline of an operations manual for a business. Although this is already one of the longest podcasts we've ever done for the Bigger Pockets Daily Podcast, there is a lot of meat I could still fill into it. Each system and subprocess can have more actual checklists, forms, your lease, for example, add-on instructions, and even graphics to explain how to do something. So why go through all of this trouble? 20th century business thinker and leader Edward Deming said it well. If you can't describe what you're doing as a process, You don't know what you're doing. The power of systematizing your business is the forced competency it brings to you. To document your system, you must ask questions like, how do we currently do this? What's the best way to do this? Who else does this? And how can we learn from them? As you ask these questions, you become aware of good habits and some bad ones. 
Then you can change or improve what you're doing. As you perfect the system for yourself, you can also begin delegating and teaching your system to others. Because you have a logical process to follow, your team and you know what to expect. It makes accountability easier for you and it makes implementation easier for whoever does it. Here are some final thoughts as we wrap up for today. Oh, we've reached the end of this marathon, but I hope it was helpful. Don't feel overwhelmed by the detail outlined here. We've been creating and adapting our own operations manual ever since we began our business. For all of us, it starts simply with one process or one checklist. Then, the building process never ends. Thanks for listening to this show and enjoy your weekend. Me? I'll be back here with another show tomorrow. I can't remember the last time I took a day off.